You are listening to Church Unlimited Students, a ministry of Church Unlimited. If God is speaking to you through this podcast, we encourage you to share this resource with your friends. And make sure to connect with us on social media by following at Students. Thank you for listening to Church Unlimited Students. And so some of y'all know a lot about Church Unlimited. Some of y'all don't. This is a part of Church Unlimited. This is Church Unlimited. This is our student ministry. And, uh, and we've got a prison ministry at three, three, two or three different campuses, DQ, two or three. Two? Somebody said two. A student said two. Y'all know where not to do. And, um, and so they, gave, they give out these prayer requests to the, to the inmates. And, um, and so we pray for them on, on Monday. And so DQ and I are praying, and, and, and Zach and Louie, and, and, and DQ said, hey, pray for these. And I'm like, well, why does it matter? They're all prayer requests. And he said, no, no, no. These are, these are for real. And so I'm like, all right, fine. And so I realized they're the prayer requests from our Church Unlimited prison campuses. And so, like, the first one I got was, pray for my three kids because I never see them, and I don't know if I'll ever see them again. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, my prayer requests are like, help my kid to make good grades in school and, and, and help me to love my wife a little bit more who we have a great marriage and, and help my remodeling at my house to get finished and, and all that kind of stuff. But, but like, what's next for Tony Mack? He's trying to live in prison. And this story takes another turn next week and you're gonna hear more and more. So I want you to come back. Even if you come for that, I don't care why you come. That's one thing about fame, man. We're just so glad you're here. Like, we don't care why you're here. We don't care if you're here for the wrong reasons. You don't care if, we don't care if you're here and, and you're like, hey, listen, listen, Gina's coming and, and she looks good, brother. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I just wanna go see her. Man, we're so glad you're here because you're gonna hear by God's word and you're gonna hear what God wants to do in your life because God wants to do something in your life. Uh, so last week we talked about, what did we talk about last week? Paul, that's exactly right. But what was the term we used? Saul, Saul, Paul. Let me give you a big hint. Next, there you go. Y'all are paying attention. And the first word we talked about, who? Oh, my goodness. Best students in the country. Give yourself a hand real quick. So attentive. I love it. But it was cool because I challenged y'all to record a video, and I saw several of them online, and some of y'all said I was my parents next, or it was really cool. One of my favorite ones was, uh, I, don't, I don't know who it was, I don't remember her name, but, but she said I was so-and-so's next, and she still attends our ministry. So thanks to her for inviting me to fame because I gave my life to Christ because of it. And then another one said, uh, I went to camp, and because I went to camp and this person invited me to camp, I gave my life to Christ. And, and so it's, it's really cool hearing those stories. And so if you didn't record that video, and you just get online and you say, hi, my name's Nate, and I was, this is what I said, I said, I was my parents next, and I'm so glad that they raised me up in a Christian home, and because of them, I gave my life to Christ, and that's it. And if you watch my video, it's as simple as that. And it was, it was really cool, though, because people are commenting, like, so proud of you. Like, what's next mean? Who's next? And, and all confused and all that kind of stuff. But it started a conversation with some of you all. I love that. How many of you guys have ever been in a conversation or a discussion with your parents, with your best friend, with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, and it just takes a wicked turn to the left, and you're like, uh-oh, it just got real. Like, you, you know what I'm talking about? You're like, oh, man, I should not have called them an ugly face. Like, I should... 
I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said, girl, your teeth are yellow. I mean, I should not have said that. I should not have said, you may be 15, but you look 50. I mean, I should not have said that. Like, man, it's just not going well. I remember I was texting my brother and my sister over Christmas. And over Christmas, you're supposed to love each other. You know what I'm saying? Like a little more than you do the rest of the year. I don't, didn't do that this time. And so I'm texting my brother and my sister, and he says something calling me out. And I'm like, oh, you want to call me out over text? I got you. And so I start texting him back, and I say something that's like kind of like a low blow, probably something you shouldn't even say face-to-face, much less over text, which is just like the pansy way of calling somebody out. And so I did that, and he's like, I'm done. And he's like, oh, I thought so. You're scared. You can't even put another word. And I'm like, oh, no, he, I probably should have said I'm done. And I'm like, I'm the pastor in this situation. Like, I should not have done that. But sometimes you get into conversation, it just gets real. And you're like, what's next, man? Are, are we still friends? Are we still homies? Or did I blow it? And that's exactly what I was asking when that text went out when I said those things. Um, or have you ever had a really, really bad week? How many of y'all be real in here? I've had just a rough week. Have you just had a, I mean, you're like, man. I, and then you ask the question, like, Golly, like, what's next? Like, oh my goodness. I was on my way here, and you're gonna make fun of me. DQ and Louie and, and uh, Zach, it was DQ and Zach were making fun of me. Because um, I'm on my way from broadcast campus of, of Church Unlimited to Rodfield campus. You're like, oh, that's pretty simple. It's like two turns. Well, I, I punch in my GPS with everything because I haven't learned my way around here at all. And so I punch it in, and it takes me 10 minutes in the wrong direction. And then I have to come back, and I run into traffic. And so about a 12 minute drive turned into a 35 minute drive. And, and so when I took the wrong turn, I'm like, come on, man, what's next? And then I get there, and I'm stuck in traffic, and I'm like yelling and honking my horn. I'm like, come on, man, I got to go preach the gospel. Get out of the way. <laughs> and I'm yelling, and they wouldn't get out of the way. They don't love Jesus, students. It's probably your parent. They're never going to come back here again. But I, I was so mad, and I'm like, what's next? What else is going to happen? Or maybe you, you flunked that text, test or your boyfriend or your girlfriend breaks up with you, you get benched on the team, you drop your phone in the toilet and there's poop in there. I mean, it's just, I don't know, you, you get mad at your parents and you get grounded, or somebody starts subtweeting you online, or your dog gets in your bed and you're like, oh, sweet, she wants to cuddle, and then she poops on your pillow. I mean, it's just like, what's next, man? What's, this is not fair. My dog just pooped my pillow. Like, it's just not fair, man. Like, what's next? What's going to happen? But it can also be very positive. You might say, man, I got a, I got a midterm grade. I got a 4.0. I got all A's. I aced that test when I didn't even study. Thank, the, thank God the person next to me studied. Uh, I, made, I made the team. Man, she talked to me for the very first time. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, what else could go right? This is amazing. I mean, when we looked across the room, I think he was looking at me. I think he was. I mean, there was somebody behind me talking to him, but I think he was looking at me like, what's next, man? It's, everything's going right. And it's also, it's almost an anticipation of what's next constantly. Impatient people, me being that, are not good at waiting for what's next, like, I'm constantly worried about X, Y, and Z when I need to be worried about something that happened before. And I'm, I'm constantly waiting for what's going to happen next. And I'm very impatient at times. Every time I'm dealing with something, I'm like, hurry, like I was in traffic. Slow talkers. Have you ever met somebody that just talks really slow? And you, like, start finishing the sentence for me. You're like, yesterday, I went to school. And you're like, I know you went to school. What happened at school, man? 
I can't take it. Slow talkers and those people, you're like, finish the story. Curiosity kills me. Um, whenever I start a book, like this is the Bible. I don't really do this with the Bible. But whenever I start a book, I like read the chapter. and I'm like, oh, this is a good book. I think I'm going to find out what, how it finishes. And you go to the last chapter, you're like, man, that was a great book. And you're like, I just read this book. It was really good. Did you read about this part? No, I never read about that. Like it was all in the middle. Like, oh, I skipped that part. We constantly do that. You're hearing Tony Mack's story, this guy that was in prison that has killed people that has murdered people, and I can't help, I don't even remember the, all the whole story, and I'm like, I can't help but wait, ask and wait, what is next? And so tonight I want you to ask the question, what is next spiritually? What is next spiritually? What is next in your relationship with Christ? Because here's what I can promise you tonight, students. Everybody listen up, every eye and every ear up here, please. Here's what I can promise you. God's got something for you. God knows what's next. And it's going to make your day amazing. It's gonna make your day incredible. It's gonna make your week possibly challenging and hard, but at the same time, exhilarating and fun and exciting. You don't know what's next, but I promise you, God's got something. So I wanna ask you a question. What is next for you spiritually? And maybe even the question, we'll talk about this a little bit. What is next for Fame Student Ministry? But let's start with what is next spiritually. Um, some of you are good guessers with games and shows. Like people are already talking about the Super Bowl next year. And I, and I was texting people during the Super Bowl, and I'm like, I think the Falcons are going to kill them. And they're like, no, the Patriots are going to win. And, and remember in the national championship, I'm like, Alabama's going to destroy them. The Clemson's going to win and all that kind of stuff. Maybe you're like with Bachelor, like Raven's going to win. No, Vanessa's going to win. Like you shouldn't be watching that show anyway. But we won't go there. But um, and all that kind of stuff. I'm just kidding. But we always are worried about what's next. But the truth is God's got something for us next. And if you got your Bibles, I want you to open up to Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. If you got your Bible, if you got your phones, that's fine. Just don't check the notifications and stuff. I know how hard that can be. I'll have it on the screen as well if you don't have your Bible. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. It says this, and it's just a little bit more than I typically read, but I want you to kind of gather where we are in this passage. And while we're reading God's word, please don't talk, because when I read God's word, it's like God's opening up his mouth and talking to us right now. So don't hear Nate talking right now. Hear the Lord speaking to you. So listen to this. So Christ gave himself, so I'm sorry. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and the cunning and craftiness of the people and their deceitful scheming. I think this is the last part right here. And said, speaking the truth in love, we will grow up. We will, it says grow there. Another, another version says grow up. We will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him. That's Christ when it says him there. The mature body of Christ who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body, because we're called this church, like this would be like a church, this church unlimited. We are the body of Christ. From him, the whole body of Christ, essentially, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that your word comes alive. We can draw some things out of it and our life can be changed and we can learn what's next 
for our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. So this year, you've asked yourself, what is next spiritually? Like we talked about it last week. We're gonna talk about it a lot over the next two weeks. But let me ask you a few questions with this, with growing up and maturing in your faith. So the first question, I'm gonna ask you six questions about what could be next for you spiritually. Six questions. The first one is this, real simple. I promise, here, here it comes right now. Bam, there it is. Is salvation next? And you're like, what kind of Christian word is that? That basically means that you're giving your life to Christ. And that's where it all starts. You're like, man, I don't know what God has for me next. Well, if you don't have a relationship with God, there's not gonna be a next. It's kind of like if you're wanting to get into a relationship with a girl or guy, you're like, man, I want to kind of be their girlfriend or my boyfriend, all that kind of stuff, and, and I want to have a relationship with, them, with you. There's not going to be a next in your relationship until you have a relationship. And it's the same way with our relationship with Christ. You have to have a relationship for there to be a next and for him to speak to you about that. We had about 10 students saved last week. I didn't even really give much of an invitation for anybody to give their life to Christ, but about 10 students texted me and said, I want to give my life to Christ. That was their next you won't figure out what's next spiritually until you give your life to Christ. So that might be your next. I had a friend in college named Rosemary, and she said, Nate, I just, I don't understand all this stuff about God. And so she starts to ask me all these questions and all this kind of stuff. I said, hey, let's, let's go out to dinner. And so I think a few of us win or something like that. And I'm talking to her, and, and, um, and she says, I don't, I don't understand. And she starts to ask these questions. And I said, listen, you don't need to know about all these questions of things that I can try to answer. You need to know Jesus. And so I began to talk with her and I explained to her how she could surrender her life to Christ. I explained that Jesus Christ came, he lived a perfect life, and men and women just like you and I, they took him and they beat the snot out of him. They put a crown of thorns in his head. The thorns went down to his skull, blood's pouring down. They whipped his back, his flesh is ripped open. They're making fun of him, they're spitting on him, they're beating him with a rod. And he did that and then he hung on the cross and God put all the sin of the world on Jesus Christ. And when he died on the cross, he died for every single one of us. And then he arose from the grave and as you know, since he has the power to defeat death, he has the power to defeat our sin. And when we give our life to Christ, that's the beginning. And then we can ask the question, what's next? But maybe your next is you need to give your life to Christ. And if that's you, then I want to encourage you just simply like we always do at the end. You, just say, you can stop right now and you can say, dear, dear Jesus, I need to give my life to you. And if that's all you say, guess what? God's listening. You don't have to know all the prayer, all the details of that prayer. You just say, Jesus, I want to be saved. You can say that right now and God's going to step out of heaven and step into your heart and change your life forever. And that might be some of your next. That might be some of the decisions that many of us need to make. So next question is this. <clears throat> is baptism next? So you got salvation when you give your life to Christ. Next is baptism. You know what baptism is? It's a public display of an inward commitment. So when you give your life to Christ and you get saved, like salvation, like I was talking about a minute ago, and it was a big word, but we need to understand it. When you give your life to Christ, you're changed from the inside out for eternity. You give your life to Christ, you're changed forever. You have a home in heaven when you die. <clears throat> and then it says in the Bible, like it gives details of how baptism is the first step of obedience. So if you've been saved, then the automatic result is you're baptized. It doesn't mean you have to be baptized to be a Christian, but if you are a Christian, you will get baptized because you wanna be obedient to Jesus. Like, like I, got, I had, I had you know, as you all know, my dad died, but man, I loved my dad. And some of y'all don't have the, the greatest father, and I'm so sorry you don't have that father figure in your life, or some of y'all don't even have a dad. But I'll tell you what, when, when my dad was alive and he told me to do something, sometimes I wanted to reject him and rebel and I'd get in trouble and all that kind of stuff. But then when I, then when I got a little older and I began to understand how, how great my dad, how much my dad loved me, like I wanted to honor him. I wanted to be obedient to him. I wanted him to say, Nate, I'm proud of you. 
And so I wanted to live out of obedience, and baptism is a step of obedience. If you are a Christian, you will get baptized. I've never seen a mature Christian who is not obedient in baptism. I've met a lot of Christians that say, hey, I don't want to get baptized just because I don't feel like I need to. And they're not really doing well in their relationship with Christ. They're struggling. They're having a hard time. They're living in this sin or this sin or that, or they're doing this, or they're all over the place and all that kind of stuff. Here's what I want to challenge you all to do. If you're sitting here and you're like, man, I've never been baptized. April 5th, it's the first Wednesday of April. We're going to have Wednesday night. We're going to have fame at the broadcast campus. We're going to make several big announcements about the student ministry. We're going to talk about what's next with fame under Church Unlimited's leadership and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be awesome. You won't want to miss it. We're going to have like dodgeball, inflatables. We're going to have all kinds of free food for everybody, not like just little tater tots when we run out of stuff because we didn't get that much. We're going to have like unlimited food for you to eat. You're going to be like, oh, this is delicious and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be awesome. And then what's going to happen is we're going to baptize several of y'all and we're praying for all kinds of you to say I need to be baptized and so here's what I'm gonna do if it's not up there yet I asked somebody to get DQ's number here in a little bit I want to put DQ's number on the screen and if you know you need to get baptized I just want you to text them and say my name's Jamie I'm in ninth grade and I need to get baptized just real simple you just text him, and we'll put that number on the screen. Ladies, if you can make sure you have that up. Put his number on there and just text him and say, I need to get baptized. And he'll talk to you about that, make sure you understand and all that kind of stuff. We'll baptize you on the 5th. You bring your family. We'll, have, we'll pack that room out. Like, it only holds, like, 300 people. Let's get, like, 600 people in that room to where we're all like, I can't really move in here, but this is awesome. Like, I don't care. Let's just, like, let's make it crazy and fun and exciting. So here in a minute, when, you, when that number comes up, let me know so I can stop it so y'all can put that in your phone if you need to. So it's a public display of an inward decision. And you may sit there and say, hey, well, you know what? I was baptized as a baby. That's cool. That's fine. There's his number. Y'all see that. We'll leave that up there for a minute. If, if you need to get baptized, you can take a moment and text him. DQ, don't be text. You don't need to be texting service. Bro, you're already baptized. Come on, sinner. Hey, meet me in my office tomorrow. We got to talk. Um, but anyway, I'm just kidding, bro. But, uh, but anyway, text him. He's got his phone in his pocket. He wouldn't check his phone during service because he has honor in Jesus. Um, but y'all that need to get baptized, y'all are as well. So I get that. But here, y'all might, y'all might say, man, I was baptized as a baby. Man, that's cool. Your parents committed to raise you up in the church and, and committed to raise you up in the name of Jesus. But your decision to be saved is your decision, and baptism follows your decision to be saved. So, like, say you got saved when you were seven years old. Well, you need to get baptized after you were seven. Say you got saved last week, and you're like, man, this is the first time I gave my life to Christ. And I thought I was when I was, like, two or four or ten or something like that. But last week was the first time, and I know I get it for the first time. And I know that Jesus stepped out of heaven and stepped into my heart and changed me forever. And you say that, well, then you need to get baptized on the right side of your salvation, not on the wrong side of your salvation. So maybe it's salvation. Maybe it's baptism. Third, maybe it's to spend time with God daily. Maybe it's to spend time with God daily. And you're like, what does that mean? Well, there's a few examples. You can have a, a devo is what sometimes we call it, a devotion. It's where you devote to spend time with God, devoting time to God. Or maybe like um, a, a quiet time, you may have heard it called that. There's some great apps. I think I got a picture of an app that you can download. Do I have that picture? I think, I, yeah, that's it. It's called the YouVersion Bible app. It looks just like that. It's a Bible app, and it has all kinds of devotions on it. Tim Tebow wrote one. It's an excellent one. There's all kinds of several devotions on there. They're excellent. There's one called Utmost from a Highest. There's called uh, the, the Jesus something. That's exactly what it's called. I can't remember what it's called. There's great ones on there. You know what I do? Call me old school. I just pick up my Bible and I read it. 
Like I'm reading through Proverbs. I just got reading through some stuff in 1 Samuel, I believe it was. I'm reading through Proverbs just to how to, how to disciple my son because Solomon's talking about discipling his son. And I read this morning and I, and I read about when you don't fear the Lord, you're going to struggle in life. But when you listen to him and you listen to wisdom, your life's gonna be changed and revolutionized by God, by Jesus Christ. And so I wanna encourage you, spend time with God daily. Psalm 46.10 says this, be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Fourth, we're gonna fly through these last ones pretty simply. Maybe it's enhancing your spirit, I'm sorry, enhancing your prayer life. And you're like, man, listen, I pray every day for about eight hours. And you're like, what in the world? Who prays for eight hours? Because when I was a teenager, I prayed for like eight to 10 hours every day. And you're like, what in the world? Seriously, like I was really spiritual. I'd lay down at night and I'd be like, dear Jesus, I'd get really comfortable. And I'd fall asleep and I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be like, amen, I spent some good time with Jesus. And you're laughing, but you're like, I did the same thing. Uh, I mean, it's really simple to do that. That's why like when you're laying down, it's probably not your best prayer time. You wanna know how I pray, how I have my best times of prayer? I walk around the room and I talk to God like I'm having a conversation. Sometimes I gotta get on my knees because I got some stuff to confess, and I'm like, dang, Lord, like, I don't deserve to have any position in front of you except like completely prostrate before you and just saying, Jesus, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I should not have done that. I, I need to get real with you right now. Whatever you can give the Lord, give him your best time, but figure out how to pray. And if you're like, I've never prayed, there's several ways to pray. We'd love to help you in that. There's ways that you can pray. You can do something like an, uh, an acronym called ACTS. When you pray, you can do adoration, which means you adore God. You can say, dear Jesus, you are king of kings. You're Lord of lords. You'll hear me say that a lot. You have created the heavens and the earth, and you created me, and I know you love me. And then you can go to confession, A-C. Man, I got some stuff to confess, Lord. I, I looked at this thing. I shouldn't have said that. I did that. I had anger. I didn't get in the word the past few days, so please forgive me. And then you go to Thanksgiving. You say, Lord, thank you for my family, Lord. I can't stand them right now. They're driving me crazy. I've said that before. But at the same time, Lord, thank you for them. And S is like supplication. It's kind of big. It's kind of like supply my needs is how I define it. It's like, man, listen, my mom, she's battling with cancer and she might die. Lord, please heal her. That's my heart. Please, please pray for my friend because, because man, they're just, we're just having a hard time and we're fighting and we're always at each other. That's how it am with my brother and sister. Lord, just please help me in this. I know how to respond in praying for your needs because God will supply your needs according to his riches and according to his grace. Number five is this. Maybe it's winning your friend to the Lord. Maybe your next is winning your friend to the Lord. We talked about who's your next. And a lot of y'all got online and you were texting us back and you were saying, Billy's my next and I'm gonna invite him this week. And some of y'all may be, wait a minute, <laughs> am I your next? Like you can ask that question right now. Like I understand that. It's because they care about you. If this is your first time and somebody invited you, I met like about seven or eight of y'all at your first time. I'm so glad you guys are here. Somebody loves you enough to invite you here and they wanted you here. They care about you. Like, I, I wish somebody would invite me to church. Nobody invites me anymore. Like, I just go. Like, it's not fair. I've got to invite my wife and my kids. It's just, it just makes me sad. You know what I'm saying? That was supposed to be funny. It wasn't funny at all. Uh, sorry about that. Hey, thanks. Thanks. So Mark 16, 16, 15 said this. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Last time I checked, all the world means everybody. We need to be telling everybody about Jesus Christ. When's the last time you told somebody else about Jesus Christ? Number six, last couple things for the night. Maybe your next is getting really involved in your church. Maybe it's getting really involved in your church. 
Man, a lot of y'all, I was texting a lot of y'all this week that texted me and you said, hey, I don't go anywhere on Sunday morning. Man, we want you at Church Unlimited. We got eight incredible campuses that are just, man, just blowing and going for the gospel. We got Rodfield Campus on Sunday morning. This is the Sunday morning worship room. You can come in here and be like, hey, this is where we meet for fame. Come in here. We got broadcast just down the road. If you're like, and I live all the way in like Alice or I was in, um, uh, I forgot the name of the town, but I was in a town the other day buying a lawnmower and there was like no building bigger than like seven feet tall. I'm like, this is the country. Like people got to travel here to go hunting because they live in the country. I mean, it was crazy, but I'm like, we got a campus here. This is so cool. And so we got a campus everywhere. We want you involved in Church Unlimited. We want you growing in your relationship with Christ because it says in Ephesians 4, 15, which we read a minute ago, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. Grow up. We need to be growing up in our relationship with Christ. We should not look the same today as we did yesterday. Last year, if you look back and you're like, man, I remember when I was really walking with the Lord. I've said those words before. And after I say that, I'm like, dang, I need to be walking with Jesus, and I was then, and I'm not now. And so maybe you just need to spend a few minutes on your knees, and you're like, Lord, just help me to get my life right with Christ. Because growth, here's the thing about the church, like we need to be involved in the church, the body of Christ, like serving with kids ministry and, and preschool, and maybe starting to like, a couple of y'all texted me this week and said, I wanna volunteer in the church. Like that's awesome, that's how it should be, because the body of Christ works together, because growth is not always intake, although it is like learning and growing and praying and studying God's word, it is output with the church. We need to be serving the church. Let me ask you a question about church. If you were to miss a week of church, and you could say this with fame or Sunday morning, let me ask you this. Would you be missed? You don't have to answer that. It's a rhetorical question. Just ask, answer yourself. Somebody's like, no, no, you don't need to answer. I don't, I don't want to hear that. That's just something for you to kind of evaluate yourself. If you missed a week of church, would you be missed? And like, I like to think I would. I mean, the truth is, somebody could easily step in my place. We got some unbelievable youth pastors on our staff. Step in my place and lead this ministry. So it's not like I'm important. That's, that's not what I'm getting at. I'm just trying to say, like, I hope I'm missed. Not because I, I, love, yeah, I love hanging out with you and all that kind of stuff, but like, I hope I am a part of the body of Christ and maybe I'm the hands of Jesus or the, the feet of Jesus or the mouth because I'm preaching right now. Like, we're the body of Christ. We should be missed if we miss a week of church. It could be uncomfortable for you, but it will stretch you and make you stronger. You know, you might ask the question, what's next for fame student ministry? Well, we're gonna talk about that. And we're gonna, we, might even, we might even change some things. Change is good. You know, you've heard the statement, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know my philosophy? If it ain't broke, break it. I love it. Like, I want, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. When... When I get caught up in routine and stuff like that, here's what happens. I start to do the same thing and I just start to coast. And I don't really do anything, but, but God's not calling us to coast. God's calling us to go for it and reach our friends for Jesus and, and win our whole school to Christ. You know, I've heard a story, and I'll probably tell this story again. A friend of mine, his name was Aaron, don't clap for just a second. His name was Aaron Philippone. He's a student pastor. He's actually a campus pastor now of a, of a church in West Palm, Florida, suffering for Jesus. Yeah, right. But he's at this church, and in high school, he said, man, I really feel like God's telling me to tell my whole school about Jesus. His whole school. He went to a school of about 2,000, I think it was, the size of some of your all school. I know Veterans is about 2,200. I know Carol's about, I think, 1,900. 
Caffey Middle School is about 1,200, I think. And he said this. He said, I feel like God's calling me to share the gospel with my whole school. How do you do that? I don't even know. But then I said, hey, man, what happened? He said, I shared the gospel with my whole school. And I said, how'd you do that? And he's like, I don't even know. He just started having conversations, and then he would rally some people, and he would preach, and then his youth pastor would preach, and then have school rallies, and before you know it, he shared the gospel with every single person in his school. That's a vision from the Lord that a lot of y'all could take and take further, because listen, I'm telling you, God's not calling us to be comfortable. Man, if you're comfortable, don't clap right now, I want you to clap. If you're comfortable in your relationship with Christ, and sometimes I am, I'm not following Jesus, so don't hear me pointing the finger right now. I'm talking to myself right now. If you're comfortable in your relationship with Christ, I'm not following Jesus. And I'd say the same to you. Because we need to be uncomfortable and challenged and pushed and shoved and pulled out of that ditch and call somebody out and say, hey, listen, I love you too much to be in that relationship. I love you too much to let you go to that party every weekend and get plastered. That's not what Jesus wants for you. And I know you gave your life to Christ, so it's time to change. That's a hard conversation. But we're called to be uncomfortable and challenged because if it's uncomfortable, here's the truth is, it'll stretch you. How many of y'all like to lift weights and work out? And we're gonna close with this. Some of y'all do. DQ, my man's getting strong. He's been eating at, at McDonald's with me all week. It's good for a work, workout, getting in shape and all that kind of stuff. Whataburger like four times a week. I'm so proud of him. All right, you lift chicken nuggets to your mouth. Are you kidding me? Come on. But listen, some of y'all are like, you work out so much and you just walk in. Like there was a dude, I forget his name. I wish I knew his name because I called him and I asked him to stand up. He walks in and he's like ripped and massive. And I'm like, dude, are you 27 or 17? He's like, I'm 16. I'm like, goodness, you could eat me for breakfast, bro. Like he's just massive and he, you can tell he just works out and all that kind of stuff. Let me tell you something. It's not easy to get in shape and be strong. I've done it before, and you're probably like, yeah, man, you must lift weights all the time. I know, I appreciate you saying that. I'd probably say the same thing if I was sitting in your seat. But, but here's the truth. I'm not. I'm not in shape. Probably in the worst shape I've ever been in my life. Ask DQ. He makes fun of me where I eat every day. But here's the thing. When I was working out, I hate to talk about the past. When I was working out, man, it was hard. I, I, mean, I remember we were, we were bench pressing. I'd, do, I'd try to do like an even thing so I wouldn't be like massive up high and small legs and all that kind of stuff, like most meatheads. So like I do leg workouts. I do all of that. I'm like, man, leg day stinks, bro. It was hard. But guess what? It made me stronger. And God's calling you, whatever your next is, it's going to be uncomfortable. But it's going to make you stronger. And God's gonna use you and he's gonna do something great through you. But here's the thing. Listen, before he works through you, he wants to work in you. Before God works through you to reach out to others and encourage them, he's gotta work in you. And that's where it comes, coming to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Giving your life to Christ, getting saved, however you wanna word it. And if that's you, man, you can text me. A lot of y'all put your number in my phone last week. You can do that. If that's you, you can come talk to one of our adults in the lobby or come see me after and say, man, I want to give my life to Christ. Or you can talk to one of our pastors or adults or something like that. We'd love to encourage you. Some of y'all say, man, I need to get baptized. I really do. I need, to, I need to just follow through in obedience, and I need to get baptized. If that's you, then you need to text DQ and just say, hey, man, I want to get baptized. Because April 5th, at our first Wednesday, at our, we're calling it our really, really, really big announcement because it's a really, really, really big announcement. It's gonna be awesome. We're talking about the next of Fame Student Ministry. 
and we want you to get there. We want to baptize 20, 30. What if we baptize 50 students that night? We really could. I believe we could. And so God wants to do something next. So here's what I want you to do. This is it right here. This is it. So I want you, let's just, let's just do this right now. Everybody pull out your phone. I want you to text a friend, one of our student pastors, or one of our adult leaders, and this is what I want you to do. My next is blank. And then I want you to put, will you hold me accountable? Oh, I got it on the screen. That's really simple. Text a friend or student pastor, adult leader, or anyone. You can text one of these students, students or adults on the stage, college students on the stage, and say this. My next is blank. It could be baptism, could be salvation, could be winning a friend to Christ. Will you hold me accountable? So some of y'all should be getting blown up in this room because you got some friends that are gonna text you. Some adults, hopefully, will be getting some of these texts. And these adults might be coming up to you in the lobby and say, hey, what's your next? And you should say, I'm getting baptized. Oh, sweet, Listen, let me make sure you're text EQ because we want to get you on the, the, the agenda, get you baptized on the, on the fifth. And then the second, maybe this, come Sunday morning, get more involved in your church. And I talked to several of y'all this past week and you're like, I go to something Baptist church or something fellowship church or XYZ Church, man, that's awesome. We want you involved in the body of Christ. It doesn't have to be here. We want you here selfishly because we want to encourage you. And if you don't have a church or you're not growing in your church, man, come to Church Unlimited on Sunday morning. We got like 18 options over the weekend. It's a little exaggerated, but we got about like six, but we still got a lot of options for a service to you to go to. We got Saturday night, we got three Sunday morning, we got one Sunday night. They're all over the place. We want you to get involved in your church because that's a big part of your next. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, we just thank you so much for talking to us about growing up in our relationship with Christ. And Lord, I just, I just pray for these students in this room right now. Lord, I just, I just stand here in front of them. And as I see some of them, Lord, I know that you're speaking to their heart. And I know you got something for them, something bigger, better, and greater than what they're going through right now. And Lord, maybe they're going through a very tough time at home and divorce or sickness or cancer. I was texting a young lady with my wife this week and she was saying, I don't know if my mom's gonna be here in a month or a year. Lord, that's tough. Lord, help us to understand that even in the midst of pain, when we're uncomfortable, you've got something next for us. And so Jesus, I just pray for these students in this room right now that they begin to live for their, for their, their king, their savior, you, Jesus they begin to tell others about Jesus, they begin to study your word every single day, that they grow in their relationship with Christ through prayer, that they get involved in their church, and they start even serving possibly, serving little kids and high-fiving them or maybe teaching them the Bible, that they get baptized on April 5th if they need to get baptized and not wait any longer, and that if they need to give their life to Christ and surrender their life to you, they look at their past and they regret it. They look at their present and they don't like it and they look at their future and they're in, in doubt. And you just speak to them and give them the strength to say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you at all costs. I surrender my past, I give you my present, and I give you to my, my tomorrow. And then tomorrow, no, excuse me, then tomorrow is no longer in uncertainty. It's very certain, because you have hope and you have a life in Jesus. But I pray if that's anyone in this room, they'll do that and they'll talk to our adults after and just begin to have a conversation about what that means. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.